0: you're listening to the ringside podcast sitting at ringside the show that brings you all that is pro wrestling news interviews and opinions oops i'm breaking the fourth wall with daniel spencer
1: the most electrifying man in sports entertainment jeremy wallman I'm the best in the world at what I do
0: and Justin Kruger, your arms are just too short to box with God and
1: now let's ring the bell and start the show The strength. Ain't nobody nobody Welcome to the Ringside Podcast. I'm Daniel Spencer. I'm Jeremy robin
0: And I'm the greatest first generation podcaster, JK.
1: It's different every time. I, I just I mean at least it's consistent. It's, it's not always true, but yeah. it is different. We'll give them that. Yeah. Well,
0: the Marks allegedly won't get it because they don't watch Ring of Honor, right, Daniel? No, no, no.
1: Marks watch Ring of Honor. Yeah, it's not the Marks I was talking about last week. What- it's not the Marks we're always gonna give you crap about it you've been giving me crap about it for all week I mean to Twitter everywhere I mean I can't even sleep without a comment on from you all about That's hey. what
2: we do we yeah. listen we learn we love and then we move forward
0: I mean in all fairness it was a hot take I could probably bake pizza on your chest <laughs> it always
1: <laughs> JK always takes it you're to like that make level you break character all right anyways so, so in case you're wondering, why we're not going to talk about backlash this week is because we promised to do this show. We'll talk about it next week. We'll discuss everything that happened. So right now we're gonna we're gonna just talk about the worst storylines of all time. Um, well, not of all time, just what we think are terrible storylines. And we're gonna probably do other versions of this show in the future. Um, but at least this right now is what we're gonna we're gonna each pick a couple topics, probably two different storylines kind of dissect them a little bit, get into it. We'll of course do our normal rapid fire news report and this is awesome segments as well as our pipe bomb, because Jeremy, you're doing the pipe bomb tonight, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. He might drop three, one for each storyline he's gonna he destroy would, today. He yeah. Probably
1: will drop one each each and every time. It, yeah. Every time I open my
2: mouth. But man, I'm over here. I'm I'm hyped. I'm pumped up. We are again I can't I cannot Convey this enough. We are not only nationwide, we're not only a success nationwide, we are a success worldwide. And we thank you for all your support, everywhere Daniel, tell them some of the places that listen to us again. I know you just did last week, but well, we got
1: Sing- Singapore, we got Australia, we got uh, Tokyo, Japan, which is we're big hit in Tokyo. Tokyo is our number one listen area besides uh, the States. Right here um, but,
0: in Louisville, Kentucky. Well, Louisville,
1: <laughs> Louisville, Kentucky. But also, I mean, we're we're big in we got Indiana. We were we got Chicago's on board. We got New York, California, even. Um, you know, uh, so we're we're we got a lot of hits. But it's what's crazy about it is when you see the states, it kind of makes sense. But when you see the overseas and over in the worldwide, that's when you know we've made it to the big time, guys.
2: Absolutely, they say once you, as I said last time, once you make it in Japan, you make it everywhere. I'm trying to do a little something, you know, to broaden my horizons. You know, to uh, to give, inflect knowledge on everybody and myself. So I've learned a little bit of Japanese. Oh gosh! So here's what I'm going to say to you guys this week, Jeremy Wa sekudis.
1: You want to suck on what?
2: Did you just say? Jeremy is
0: the greatest. No,
2: that's not what I <laughs> was supposed to be. <laughs> Psycho <laughs> Death. Psycho I didn't say what you said, you nasty son of a gun. You what? said I heard Psycho, psycho this I said Psycho Des So,
0: so is your gimmick more Kai and Tai, or is it more Mr. Fuji? Hi.
1: <laughs> well, okay. So anyway anyways, what so anyways to we we God, do different. You
2: both sides. Of the we, we've been trying.
1: We've been trying to do different shout-outs from uh, other podcasts and stuff out there. So I do. I've mentioned them before, but I do want to give my buddy Josh Toomey or Talk To Me podcast a shout out. Uh, check out his uh, 100 episode. Uh, he had uh, the Mark Slaughter from the band Slaughter on the show. He did an interview, but that, but he did like a thing where since this is the 100th episode, people call in to their to his voicemail. And leave a comment about it, so uh you know uh, somebody uh, from this show called in and left a, a comment to him and uh, actually kind of make it, plugged our webs plugged our podcast, but did a little um, something else in there was kind of it was kind of funny. So go out and check out his podcast, anyways, and then check out uh, that in that episode. It's after the, it's after the interview, towards the end, you'll you'll get a kick out of it. You'll love it. It's pretty good. Even if you know, I, I, I would the whole show is good. But even if you just want to hear that, go listen to it and then uh, and check it out.
0: And real quick, too, uh, I want to throw a shout out to my guy and my best friend, who I neglected to mention in last week's episode, <sighs> the boy Daniel Bryan, who had his birthday on Monday. As well as yours truly, J.K. Oh, y'all yeah, are birthday buddies. That's right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, birthdays. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday to both yeah, of you all. And he
0: signed my book and was very gracious when I met him at the uh, car- auto show in February.
1: <sighs> name droppers. But I got to hang out with mine. Y'all y'all just got to meet him for a second, get an autograph. I got to actually hang out with my best friend. So just well, I got uh, to hang
0: out with Daniel. Matter of fact, I'm the one that picked out his baby name for him. Oh, did you? All joking aside, though, uh... He's a newfound daddy, and I wish nothing but the best for his newfound offspring.
1: Absolutely. And speaking of uh, earlier, I kind of was going to this, and then you know I talked about your best friend. But uh, you can, you know, the voicemails have been funny, so uh, <laughs> feel free to send up uh, more voicemails to uh, the show. Tell us what you think, your thoughts, and maybe even what you think is the worst storyline ever. Um, I'll go ahead and give out that that phone number now, so you can start thinking and get in the head. Uh, that number is code 502-694-2310, and you just might make it on the show.
0: One would say it's a very nice start to the phone number.
1: 502. 502 Live is what we should uh, call it. Um, anyways, uh, so today's topic is um, War Storylines, and I've been demanded, demanded by Mr. Jeremy Wallman, number fifty five, been demanded by him that he doesn't want to be number fifty five. He wants to be number one and go first in this week on his picks. So go ahead.
2: We're jumping right into the picks? Okay. Well yeah, we are. That's let's what this show it. topic is about. What let's, else let's you do you You got something it. else to plug? No. Well no, no, no. I'm I am i am not a cheap popper. That's not my style.
1: Well, never mind it is. Yeah, it is. So, All right, go ahead. Which are, which which let's let's get into hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's um Let's hear Jeremy wallmans worst number two number two worst storyline
2: ever. David Arquette's WCW title run. That's a good one. That is what. Now, that that's not <laughs> is, that, the, is that
0: good in a bad one? No, right? no, that's a good one. That's a good pick.
1: <laughs>
2: and that that's not my number one because when y'all when you all remember what I'm about to say next, y'all y'all are going to agree.
1: Wholeheartedly, what sad? Hold on, what's sad about that? Before we get into it, is that every time David Arquette is sitting in the WWE crowd, they were they show him on camera. They always say former WCW champion. It is it's a
0: disgrace. Dis- <laughs> the, the best part is that uh, Vince Russo, whenever he talks about Arquette winning WCW title, he has no regrets about putting the belt on him. So it's like he he still wants the ship to burn at the, on the ocean side. <laughs> you yeah. were talking about a B-rated
2: actor in David Arquette who won a title that had been held by legends such as Ric Flair, Sting, Hulk Hogan, and Bret Hart. Don't forget and, the boy, Vader. Invader, Vader. Big Van Vader. So that's, that's respectful at that point. Look, and... He
1: pins Eric Bischoff let, of it, all people. In case, hold on, real quick, before we go any further, in case someone doesn't know what we're talking about, let's just let them hear a clip from it. Kimberly went down in a
2: heat. There's no referee, guys. There's a there's a referee. He's over towards our One, two, three. What? What? What, the? Did, what? What is? Did David Arquette just? What's going on here? David he can't the world
1: title. David he, Arquette won the world title. He can't believe it. David he can't win the world title. Did David Arquette just win the world title? Did I see that? David Arquette. Just, he's got the belt. David get the world. David Arquette
0: the world. I, I'm gonna say it again because I don't believe it. David Arquette is the world champion.
1: All right, so there you go. That's you want to explain what happened. This is your picture. Let me explain how it went down. Well, I mean,
2: it, I'm still so disturbed about it happening in the first place. I, I know that uh, that uh, Jeff Jarrett and DDP they were on the side, right?
1: They were. They were. In, it was in the match. They were right. The, they
2: were in the match. Yeah. And it was. It just I. I don't. It. it my second. It, it. It didn't. It was a no-brainer to me. It was my number one worst storyline until I remembered the number one, and I hope and pray that J.K. doesn't steal it from me again like he did last time. Or but I he may. Doesn't have to know what your number self. one is. So I he know. Can't
1: steal it. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's true. But no. Knowing my luck, it's his number two. And then I'll be sitting over here scrambling. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say my
1: number one. No, don't quick. say it. no. 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 Son no. 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 A- no. No. You can't say it. You can't say it. It's okay. There's trust me. We're going to do this topic more than one time in our tenure of this podcast. So I'm pretty sure that we're gonna we're gonna somehow get to all the worst storylines of all time. So you can probably find another one. Okay. All right. So yeah, that one's pretty bad. And look, I understand kind of why they would do it. No. The, the Ready, to Run, R- 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 Ready to Rumble movie was coming out. It was all WCW-based. It was all this big production. It was all, you know, I had wrestlers in it. It was David Arquette was the main actor in it. And I get it. I get why they did it. And to be fair, he didn't pin DDP. He didn't pin... Jeff Jarrett, he didn't pin a wrestler. He pinned Eric Bischoff, to be fair. that's true. To be fair. Jack Weasel. But they could have done it a different way. They could have just had him, kind of like what they did before when they brought in Leno or Rodman or whoever. They could have, like, had him in the match and had him involved somehow without putting a title on him. I agree. And,
2: And they should have. That was a bad move.
1: Well... You know, like I said, the funny thing about it now is every time they see him on WWE TV, they have to mention him as a former WCW champion. I
2: hope we never see him again.
0: But what are you talking about? The Arquette World Title run was on the front page of USA Today.
1: It was. It was. I mean, it was a smart move, but for the mainstream-wise, just like it was smart for... Them to put in and give you know bring Leno in and bring Robin and Carl Malone and all the stuff they did it was good mainstream but they never did it perfectly right but when Vince brings brings it brought in Mike Tyson somehow it was bigger and better just saying WB does know how to do things a little bit better although we are about to talk about or Mister
0: T. Fourteen yeah. years
1: earlier, or we are going to we're all going to talk about things they don't do right, but that's you know they do they do get things let's right. Let's be honest, sometimes.
0: this this will probably be a WWE slam for some of these.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, because nobody else watches any of the other stuff. Wow, I mean, we're gonna I'm gonna hear that for every every episode now, probably. Oh wow, that's your all
0: gimmick. Right. You're an indies hater. All
1: right, so Cup that was your that was your that was your number two. All right, so JK, what's your number two?
0: My number two uh, took place in 2002, and I hated this for a myriad of reasons. By extension, this is the Reign of Terror storyline with Triple H, but I want to point out specifically the Triple H versus Kane feud in 2002. Which
1: would... Okay, so... You can't do two. You're not, you can't do two of them. You got to do one or the other.
0: Okay, then I'm just going to do that one with Triple H versus Kane in 2002. Okay.
1: Triple H versus Kane in 2002. Okay.
0: Yeah. So for those who aren't aware, uh, at the time Triple H had the newly minted World Heavyweight Championship after he beat Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam. In the meantime, Kane had also just returned from an injury and was the Intercontinental Championship. Kane was red hot during this time period, no pun intended, and this was when Kane was at his best, with the mask on or off. Okay. Of course, what everyone remembers with this storyline was the alleged uh, rumors, on in story, mind you, uh-huh. that... Kane had murdered a woman and then committed necrophilia to a woman named Katie Vick. Some of which, you know, there was a video in particular, I believe, where Triple H dressed up as Kane and then proceeded to <clears throat> uh, do the deed with Katie Vick in the casket. And I, I just thought to myself, I, I understand that WWE was a substantially different product back then it was tv 14 they pushed the boundaries a little bit but something with necrophilia in it even at that time frame just generally disgusts me and then puts me off well e- even worse was that kane didn't win the damn title i felt like he should have gone over at no mercy and been a world champion again
1: yeah uh, you know we can uh why don't we just listen to the katie vick um,
0: Let's well, not.
1: Well, we have to. Damn Here it, it. is.
0: Hey,
2: I'm going to give you what you want. And I'm going to take what I always wanted.
1: All right, so that's a little segment of it, a little, a little simple of what it was.
0: Even worse was they had the gumption to follow it up with a similar storyline two years later where Kane impregnated Lita and had that garbage feud with Matt Hardy. Yeah. Poor Kane, dude. I, I respect the dude, but he's been given several, several, several bad hands with writing.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, he's man he's got a great career and he's getting ready to go into another one and i wish him all the luck as mayor of knox oh hopefully future mayor of knox county uh in knoxville tennessee but yeah it it, um you know it's that was a terrible storyline and it's usually on everyone's top 10 list for sure uh, as a terrible thing yep it was on the top of my top 10 list (laughs) you should have went with that with number two then no (laughs) because it wasn't the second worst it was the worst um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was terrible and, um, I don't know what WWE was thinking and, uh, I don't, uh, I, I don't know what Triple H was thinking and, and, you know, he, uh, there was a, there was some reference about it one time a while back and they mentioned something. It was
0: Daniel Bryan who pointed that yeah,
1: out. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, it was pretty funny and, you know, it almost looked like it was ad-libbed because Triple H was like, Ooh, you got me on that one, you know? Uh, but anyway, so yeah, that's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty bad one. All right. So mine, uh, mine goes back to old, well, goes a little further, goes back, but a little further up than yours. Mine goes in 2007. Um, it's, uh, the whole Mr. McMahon's illegitimate son, um, s- storyline. Um, it started off where it started off in the summer of 20, of uh, twenty two thousand seven. 2007, uh, where, you know, it seemed to be going in the direction where you've... And in, in the, the original storyline was actually written for Mr. Kennedy to be his ultimate son. And it was going that way, and they were, they were setting all this up, and everything happened. But then something, something happened with old uh, Mr. Kennedy. Um, he uh, ended up getting busted with taking drugs from the wellness policy and got suspended on August 30th uh, from the um, WB wellness policy. So, therefore, WB had to do what they do best, or worst, I should say Is rewrite, and scramble, and come up with something Very quickly to throw out there To finish this off And what they came up with was way worse They should have just held off, let it do a 30-day suspension Come back and finish the storyline But no, they had to rush and do it So on the September 10th episode of Raw um, It was announced that well, this person Was his, it was his son
0: Things are looking up, Mr. McMahon But not for you For your son Horn
1: swoggle. All right, so that's Hornswoggle was announced as his song and it, or son, and what was so funny about that is that Triple H is in the ring, like laughing so hard. It almost is like Triple H didn't even know, because I don't think Triple H is that good of an actor. Didn't even know that that was what it was going to be, and he was just laughing so hard, making fun of of the fact that he's his son. And Hornswoggle comes down, is like grabbing his leg and hugging him, and it's like Daddy. You know, it's just it's it was it was a funny moment. Awful. It was a it was funny. But it was a terrible storyline. They ended up going with that forever. I think they finally ended it uh, in February twenty fifth uh, episode of uh, Raw, where um, or SmackDown, where JBL finally says, "No, Finley is your is his real dad, not Vince McMahon." And then, sure enough, Finley's like, "He is my son," and all this stuff. It was just a terrible storyline, and and just um, it, they had potential at the beginning. It had potential to be a great storyline. And then, because of the well, because of what happened with the wellness policy, it turned into be crap. And they should have just held off and not rush, rush, rush the guns and just let it be. And it would have worked out, I think, in the long run. But terrible.
2: Yeah, I agree. It was one of the worst, uh, worst storylines that I've ever seen. You could tell that it was rushed and just patchwork put together. It was just not good.
0: What was worse was uh, weren't they in the middle of it and then they had to stop it for like a week because Chris Benoit had died.
1: No, that was that was before he died. Oh, that was when he
0: had his limousine blown
1: up. That was he died in two thousand seven, but that was that was earlier than that. That was this was a storyline after the fact. That was where because we were going to kill Mr. Man. And then this is what replaced it, the, the son, illegitimate son right. storyline, because they had to blow off that storyline with, with Chris Benoit. Um, anyway, so before we go into next, our number one of each one of us, let's, uh, let's go into our This is Awesome segment. Right, Some of this is awesome moment of the week is uh the fact that finally we got the Shinsei Nakamura WB roster, uh main roster debut match, and you got to wrestle on backlash this past week. So that's my moment right there. It's finally he's there, he's 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 been in this he's been in the storyline, been going, but now he finally got to see him wrestle on the on the big stage and uh pretty exciting, pretty good stuff.
0: I'm just excited that one week from now. We will have Season 3 of Lucha Underground back on our airwaves. As you all know, I'm a big fan of Lucha Underground. The best damn wrestling show on planet Earth right now. Say what you will about the contract situation, but I, I've i been watching Season 1 and I realized why I fell in love with the organization. They do a lot of old school stuff and give it some subtle twists to bring it a 21st century flair to it. It does.
2: It feels like a movie, and that's one of the things that really draws me to it. Now, for those of you all that that have the blessing of, of privilege of having El Rey, yeah, it will debut in one week. For those of us waiting on Netflix, it's going to be October before we get to see the entire season three, uh, and that's what I'm waiting on. Hopefully, you'll be caught up by then. Uh, right now, I, I've seen about the before they took El Rey off the the airwaves here in Louisville, I've gotten about nine episodes deep, and. Uh, Season 3, so we should be right about at the same spot.
0: Yeah, I'm a couple of episodes away from finishing Season 1, and it's good because there's only like a few things I saw in Season 1, like grave consequences, uh, the all-night long match between Johnny Mundo and Prince Puma. Uh, I did watch Ultimo Lucha, even though I didn't watch most, if not all, of that season, I tell you what, uh, that that angle they did with Pentagon Junior, where he was just snapping people's arms off like Ronda Rousey style.
2: Wait, till, if you thought Pentagon, I'm not going to give you any spoilers because I'm not that kind of guy. You thought he was awesome in season one. Wait till you see what you ha- they have in store with him for season two. It, it's 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 awesome. It's it's really really awesome. Um,
0: I especially like how intense. He is in delivering promos. Yeah, it's in Spanish, but he if he could speak English and be able to deliver that very well, he would be very, very successful in WWE. Yo soy Pentagon Jr., cerro miedo.
2: Bless you. And, uh, and I agree, man. That's one of the best. Like, I was really heartbroken when uh, I wasn't able to watch it any longer live. Um, They've yet to have a, a, a bad show as far as I'm concerned. Uh, just so many athletes on that show. And whereas some people don't like the half line and the spots uh, here, uh, they don't they don't overdo the spots. They know when to put them in there. And I've seen uh, Jack Evans. And, again, I don't want to do any – this isn't going to spoil a match result or anything. But he runs off the – it was either him or uh helico. Oh, uh, so so you've gotten that far where he runs off the top of the he did it just once.
0: He did it twice. Runs
2: off the top of the temple and does a hurricane run onto to a guy in the middle of the ring. It's fantastic.
0: You I need can't... to you need to
2: get on the board with us with with, with Lucha Underground. You Point need to get to caught me. up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll get there. Yes, one day. you, Minty Green. I'll get there one day.
0: I know we talked about it last week with the high spots thing, but I think Lucha Underground is different because it's the Mexican lucharide style, where, you know, that's kind of their bread and butter is the high flying, the acrobatic, like springboard type of aerial moves, if you will. So if you watch it and have that preconception in your head, then you're easily able to stomach it versus, you know, hey, these are a bunch of American guys. Why are they doing a bunch of high-risk stuff and it doesn't really mean anything in the end?
1: It's filmed like a movie, like House of Horrors was. No, it's nothing like that.
0: Never. You know what?
2: Something new we're starting this week. We have a banned terminology Hall of Fame. There are certain things that we're not allowed to mention. Now, I won't put people on there because I'll have half the roster put in there. As of right now, nobody has ever... Should. No, I'm not going to tell grown men they can't do something. Nobody's allowed to to reference the House of Horrors match because first off it wasn't a match, second off it was awful, and third off it was a disgrace to Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt's legacy.
0: You know, I came very close Duff. to having that actually as Duff. my top's like worst feuds ever because I don't think Bray should have lost that Mania, and the House of Horrors thing was just blue cheese levels of hot garbage.
2: Let's hold off on that because I your think this we're, is awesome we're, we're yeah preluding to my pipe bomb here in a few minutes. What's your
1: This Is Awesome moment?
2: My This Is Awesome moment for this week, um, it's not anything specific. It's just the fact that I come home Monday from work. Well, I work from home, so I'm already home. I can watch Raw on Monday. I can watch SmackDown on Tuesday. I can watch NXT on thir- uh, Wednesday. I can fall asleep uh, to Impact on, on Thursday. I can watch New Japan and Ohio Valley and Ring of Honor on Friday and Saturday. It's th- My This Is Awesome moment is the fact that this is an awesome time to be a wrestling fan. Uh, I like can watch wrestling seven days a week if I want to. And this is just an awesome time, per se, uh, to be a wrestling fan. You've got these guys, and, and these men and women, that are, are working their hind ends off. Uh, To give us quality content. Yeah, Roman
1: Reigns, John Cena.
2: No, no, I said quality content, not trash content. (laughs) But stop trying to push my buttons. He gets in in this mint green shirt and all of a sudden tries to get all minty fresh with me and crap. It's not even, it's not going down that way. Not today. (laughs) All
1: right, so so let's go in with, uh, Jeremy, we'll start with you, with your number one, and then we'll...
2: Oh, oh! You want to know what my number one is?
1: Yeah, what's your number one?
2: Um, well, it was the first, the the second out of uh, four episodes in a row that we've done. Well, actually, the second straight content based. Now it's different this time. I can't get mad at the kid this time because we were like, we're not going to tell each other well last week we straight, uh, the last time we straight up told everybody what we were going to do, and uh, Swiper no Swipey over here stole my stuff. <laughs> this week he he inadvertently stole it. So. he so I start to think back. I'm like, okay, so that was by far. There's absolutely uh, no no way, nothing that could be as bad as that. Um, so I've got a two-way tie for for number one, and it's not your number one. Okay. Okay. The Rey Mysterio-Eddie Guerrero custody battle for Ray's son. Yeah. Jesus, take the wheel. Uh, I'm sorry. They showed me something. It was oh my god. So the actual feud was a great idea. Having them feud w- w- was awesome. But the bad t- the the bad turn was when they revealed that Ray's son was actually fathered by Eddie uh, Eddie gosh dang it by Eddie Guerrero. I was about to say Eddie Mysterio. Um, that, that's my that's my two A and my two B. Do you all remember? Now you're probably too young, and you're gonna bring it up. You're gonna say that anyway. So I'll burn myself beforehand. Um, do y'all remember when Big Boss Man fed Al Snow his dog Pepper?
1: Yes, I, I, I remember I, I, that, that. That was okay. Okay. These are these are storylines we can save for another time, there, buddy. These no, are,
2: I'm just saying th- those were the two that popped in my head as being the next most vile. Uh, I didn't give you like seventy-two of them, or even fifty-five of them.
0: Well, all course, I know is that of them.
2: Nice, <laughs> nice. But, all I but is- no. They were both they were both really really bad. It was in poor taste to to infer that. How would you like it if we did a storyline on the podcast where next week J.K. says, "Hey, Daniel, I, I'm your daughter's real father." Oh, that'd be incredibly disrespectful to you. First of all mm-hmm. we wouldn't do anything like that. But second, I just such poor taste, such poor taste. And why would you ever feed a man his pet? You're supposed to give me the dog, right? Oh, how do you like it, Al? Aren't you going to have any? Oh, yeah, I'm going to have a lot of it. How's it taste? Oh, well, it's not bad. You cook it yourself. You know, Uncle Harry, a restaurant I know it in Boston, cooked it. But will you do me a favor? Try not to get one of them, uh, Paul stuck in your teeth.
1: That's right, Al. One hundred percent grade A pepper. No, no. <laughs> What's the matter, Al? Uh, you don't like pepper? You don't like the way pepper tastes?
2: I get it for the story. It was funny. It was funny. Hi, you're eating pepper. You're eating your dog pepper. But it was well, just a disgusting. You know,
1: sometimes, though, I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give them a little bit of a benefit of the doubt on this. Of course, you are. Sometimes is you Susie know
2: sunshine over here
1: no but sometimes though it you know you gotta remember this is entertainment It's no difference if you're watching the walking dead or you're watching a show that has a a crazy weird storyline in there you know i love gotham and sometimes gotham gets a little weird and stuff so i mean there's there's <laughs> it, the stuff like that happens and so i get it now they go too crazy and that's what we're talking about too crazy or it just doesn't make sense or they don't they, they rush it and you can tell they didn't they didn't have a thought at the to the end which is gets into my other one but there but I do I do give him a little bit of bit of down on some of that because it's like uh, you know if you saw that on a soap opera like an actual young and the restless or whatever you would never it'd never think anything about it it'd be
2: like, oh, oh, the the, the son's father thing yeah the, the dog the dog one disturbs me more than the than the, the son's father one right yep. so. there
0: was also that time where the big show and big boss man were feuding and big show like strapped his Big Show's dad's casket onto the back of his Sweet truck what, and was, drove away with it.
2: We could probably, like, we could probably. I, I've got three more that well, just popped well, in my head. We'll like leave it for more, a different.
0: Like, different like time. I, I
2: was going to agree with you. Yeah. We'll leave that for a different time. But yeah, th- that, that's my that's my uh, alternate top two. I'm interested in, in your number one though because you you revealed it to me earlier and I did some research on it and I'm I'd be interested to see if if you knew this. I thought I knew when you told me about it. I was like. Wait a minute, wasn't that when? Da, 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 da. So go ahead and go into your number
1: one. Well, before we go to number one, let's take a break. Okay. And let's do the ringside report.
0: Now it's time for the ringside news report. All right, so for those of you who are wanting to see the reigning, defending, undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Brock snur oh, He's got some dates announced. Why did
1: he say it with like a – you had like a different – you didn't do a, a Paul Heyman accent. You did it with like your, your Neville accent.
0: Oh, didn't he do it with a Neville accent? He did. Yeah. I, I can't – I cannot imitate Paul Heyman's accent. He's got that genuine like New York accent I just can't do. But I digress. Ladies and gentlemen – All right, sorry. All right. So he's got dates announced for, I guess, just showing up and letting Paul Heyman hype him up like the moon – He's got one June 12th in Lafayette, Louisiana, June 26th in L.A., July 3rd in Phoenix, July 10th in Houston. Of course, he's going to be defending his title at this Sunday in Texas. It's got a different w- name, w- but no. we refuse to acknowledge it. WB w- Great Balls of no, Fire. Stop, 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 stop. No. We're not saying it. No, so, so,
1: no. 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 Great Balls of Fire. So he'll be in Dallas and he'll be in Houston the next night for Raw. So there's that, yeah. So it, so obviously, the storyline will start coming out sometime in June or whatever. Who he, he's wrestling, what's going on or leading up to. We'll get to that point probably in um, the next couple of episodes. I'm sure we'll be talking about it and discussing it and so on and so forth. So um,
0: there's that. Sunday in Texas. We've covered enough already about him having a universal title. Let's just put a moratorium on saying anything more about it. Yeah. Also, um, uh, yeah,
1: it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. So You know, that should be fun. Um, What else we got?
0: All right. So, Kurt Angle, rightfully so, I will buy it. He's going to have a DVD set, which will probably be, you know, a reflection of Kurt's WWE career, his life living as a young amateur wrestler and Mm -hmm. eventual Olympic gold medalist. I'm really excited because Kurt's usually been a very candid person in interviews. And Mm -hmm. I. I read his Reddit AMA right before he got inducted in the Hall of Fame. And he had some very honest, very open answers, very uh, loose about his time with the WWE and especially with TNA as well. I'm sure they'll probably do some kind
1: of a TNA conversation in there because they usually have the last couple of times they've had a TNA wrestler. But uh, it, it won't show footage or anything like that. It'll just be kind of a quick – it might show up pictures that that's you know owned by the actual like the Associated Press, but it won't um, – it won't really show videos, obviously, because it'll own the rights to them. But uh, I think August 1st is the day I see them coming out. I'll probably get it too. Or either that, or I'll just wait another year and it'll be on the network. But more likely, I'll probably True. get it.
2: Yeah. And uh, and also, we were talking about uh, the, 24, the WWE 24 uh, episodes that come out. Um, I don't know the exact dates, so you'll have to excuse me. But uh, Kurt Angle, Finn Balor, and Brock Lesnar. Or no, no, I'm sorry, Goldberg. Their theirs are coming out within the next. I Goldberg
1: will probably be first.
2: Three uh three to four months. I don't know exa- Again, I don't know the dates, but they're supposed to all three be coming out here soon.
1: Speaking of Kurt Angle, there's some other news in Kurt Angle, at least locally here, but also just overall. Right.
0: Uh, for those of you who attend cons, Kurt Angle will be right here in Louisville, Kentucky, the weekend of September 1st through the 3rd. And then in the future, if you go to the other shows in Indianapolis or Chicago, you might be able to see Sting there. Yeah it's it's
1: called Days of the Dead. It's a it's kind of a newer thing that's been going out. It's kind of a lot of has a lot of horror. People that are tied to the horror movies and things of that nature they're there. But they also get other people like you know D Snyder and other band, you know people like that. So but at the um, at the indie show I see um which is going to be what's going to happen June 30th through July 2nd uh coming up soon. Sting's going to be full makeup, by the way. Sting in makeup. You can check it with Sting in makeup. Uh, Lita and the Godfather. Uh, and then in the Louisville show, which is September 1st through the 3rd, so far is Kurt Angle and Jerry the King Lawler. But I have, want to understand they're trying to get Sting at that show too. So um, Have they done this in Louisville before? Because I feel
0: like yeah, I've heard about year. this.
1: And Mick Foley was there, right? Mick Foley was there last okay. year. Yeah.
2: They,
0: they also, also had heard of it. Phantom Fest a couple of years ago where Kevin Nash and Ric Flair and Jim Cornette were there.
1: Right, but that's I, a different that's a different thing, though. Uh, I actually met the guy who I worked with uh, him in a movie uh, film shoot we just did uh, a couple God. weeks ago, and that runs all this. He's a good, cool, cool guy, so um, I gave him a plug and shout out on this, and so we'll probably have some more of a connection with this Days of the Dead in the future to promote. And there's another rest, there's other stuff tied to it, right, we'll, right, right, right. In, in the future. That's just we'll, we'll release that as it comes along as we get more info on that. But that's what cool. we know at the moment. So um, I think that's all of our news. It's now for time for J.K. to give your number one moment, worst segment, storyline ever, whatever you call it.
0: I've already mentioned this before in a couple of episodes, and I would give anything. I would give my left arm, my dominant hand, to be able to forget that this storyline ever happened. This, this was Wrestling Strict 9. This was Sports Entertainment Chlamydia. My number one storyline is the Bree Bella versus Nikki Bella feud. Let me tell you why this feud was hot garbage. We are already seen the end of the Triple H versus Daniel Bryan feud. And it was a fantastic feud. Probably one of the better ones this decade. Probably the last 10 years of the WWE. So Daniel Bryan gets injured while he's this undisputed world champion. And he obviously has to relinquish the belt, the world title picture moves on. So instead, they kind of proxy the feud over to Brie Bella and Stephanie McMahon, which I wasn't really a fan of to begin with. Because, and I'm sure Jeremy will agree with this, Brie is just, he's just, she's kind of average with a wrestling career. She didn't really have that star presence. She wasn't necessarily the best, I wouldn't go as far as say she was bad overall, but for how much they touted and promoted this feud, this this finished Raw multiple times leading up to SummerSlam, which was kind of upsetting because the main event feud was John Cena, Brock Lesnar, which that should have been ending every single Raw mm-hmm. leading up to it. And then the match happens. It was decent. Stephanie McMahon looked like she was somehow substantially better than she was when she first wrestled at the start of the millennium. And then it happened. Nikki turned on Brie Bella without any rhyme or reason whatsoever. Then Brie and Nikki feud and they have this big feud. Not for a title, mind you. It was just just there. that That feud was heavily promoted. They got Jerry Springer involved in it. And... You know let's,
1: let's let's play the uh the Nikki turn it on Brie real quick. Oh
0: Stephanie's scrambling out of there, she better. Oh it's Stephanie! Brie Hey, triple H. And there's Nikki!
1: Oh, triple H is what? down! What? Triple H is down! And now look at Nikki! Look at Nikki! Stephanie's got nowhere to go!
0: out her sister. What the hell just happened? So so there you have it. Nikki turned on Bree Bella and then they had this little, like two month feud which was hot garbage to begin with. They got Jerry Springer involved in a segment which Anytime you watch Jerry Springer, your testosterone drops, your brain cells deteriorate, and you begin to form dementia. By the time you're age 35,
1: now I'm gonna say something. This, uh, I the where you're you you went to, uh, yes, I kind of agree because they didn't have they didn't go with any they didn't take it to another level. Kind of all of a sudden they became best friends again or sisters and everything. But the beginning of it between Bree and Stephanie was great that the promos were great the her getting arrested her slapping each other that just the contract signings leading up to the match was great after the fact was not so i'll give you that because it's after the fact but the but the leading up to it i thought was great
0: no i, I no i was not a fan of the feud and i will go to my grave saying that that is the worst feud i have ever watched across any brand of pro wrestling it's it's just, you know, I, I think the Triple H Daniel Bryan feud should have stopped at WrestleMania. Them going with Daniel Bryan versus Kane should have never, ever happened. It should have been somebody fresh, somebody new. They should have ended that forty storyline then and there and then to basically proxy off the feud to the fiancés with Brie and Stephanie. And then later on, you know, Brie ends up being like Nikki's slave or whatever. And then Brie eventually helps... Her sister win the title back, and right. then they basically become, like, BFFs again. Like, what? where's the, you know, long-developing arc that results in them two coming back? It just seems sudden. It was flat. It was, for how much they touted it, it was a complete and utter waste of time. And that's partially why I don't watch Raw anymore, because they developed so much of the three-hour programs into that feud that I was like... I got better things to do than watch Raw from 8 to 11. I'd rather, you know, watch Monday Night Football. I'd rather watch, you know, a college basketball game.
2: Well, if you think that's the worst of all time, you've evidently never watched Front Row, a Ricky Chevy trailer park trash dog food match program before.
0: I've watched The Kennel of Hell, and that was actually my honorable mention.
1: Okay. so, um, All right, so before I go to my number one, uh, let's go into our Rapper Fire segment.
0: Somebody call 911. Shoddy fire burning on the desk floor. Whoa.
1: You're gonna start a fire that you cannot put out. It's up in flames. What is that? Is that
0: gasoline? That they could not be that heinous.
1: And my God.
2: The sun the Got me as
1: the oh, All right, so first up on the list, The Rock. Will The Rock run for president? That seems to be what's going on right now. What do you think, Eric? I absolutely think uh,
2: that my friend Dwayne, uh, that's what we called him back in the days. Dewey, extra DJ,
1: if you're really his friend.
2: Well, I mean, I, I always called him Dwayne, but anyway. No, that's a true story. I used to work out with The Rock during the summers here in Louisville. I was playing football at Louisville. He came to our gym and worked out all the time. Uh, We knew each other on a first-name basis, but that was back in 1996. He, He would probably not acknowledge me in real life now, but he should. He's always seemed like he's wanted to make a difference. He's actually a guy that lived in his car. He's been at the bottom. He knows what it takes to persevere. To overcome, I can't think of anybody I'd want to vote for more.
1: So you're
0: saying you would vote for him if he ran? Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, JK? Uh, I don't know, man. It doesn't matter if you'd vote for him. Well played. Sorry. Uh, I think it's premature right now. I'm not going to put a lot of stock into The Rock running for presidency in 2020. Do you remind for Kanye, but I digress, but...
1: Well, I mean, it may not be 2020, it could be 2024. It's just, would he run for president? Would he run for president? I don't think they'd put a date on it, per se. But, I mean, like... Well, they're speculating 2020. Well, I don't... Okay, so, it seems like now celebrities are coming out because of who we have as president now. So, I mean, I guess I guess it could make sense that you could see, you know, um, him run or some of those celebrity run. I just... I think that the rock did run to be interesting I like to see where his stance would be Now he's registered an independent, so he wouldn't be he would be kind of in the middle.
2: that's know? the thing we'd have to actually I know I said I'd vote for him, but I'd have to see where he stood on a lot of the issues, but you know for a fact that he would have the millions
0: and millions
2: of the people's votes along that's the way. I'm that.
1: pandering. I don't care I'm going to do it my gimmicks you're still in You got a different gimmick. you're Kevin Owens or I'm whatever. a jerk yeah you can't steal my gimmicks. I'm the rock. Oh okay so, so you can I'm the most I'm, me- I'm, I'm the s- most electrifying man
0: in sports entertainment Only on the intro
2: Only if the only if it's unplugged if the plugs out of the socket are you the most electrifying man
0: No you're you're a literal rock All right <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't know where him,
1: that was We don't let him out to play much All right so next up is Lana separate from rusev you like it or don't uh we touched on this last
2: episode i think it was a little bit i don't think it's gonna work i don't not a big fan we talked about carmella uh we talked about alexa bliss it i I don't think it's gonna work could it sure but i think she's just gonna end up being another rosa mendez or they're gonna have to put her back with rusev
0: I'll believe it when I see it. I think they're just biding time for Rusev to make his inevitable return to SmackDown, and then those two will continue being stable mid-carders as usual. So I, I just don't – I don't I don't
1: think it's going to work. I mean, it's just – Well, we, we don't know where they're going with it yet. We don't right. know – if they're if his matches or if she's going to be a valet or is she going to be like a like a nitro girl kind of doing dancing or whatever I mean I think she's going to have matches <laughs> that's what we need I think she's going to have matches because she's clearly wrestling and training and doing matches in NXT so she's going to wrestle so you know I do like her with Rusev though I like her with Lute Rusev I think it works with Rusev it, it should never break it up but. No. She could be fine by herself. We'll no. see. But if, but I really think they should make them on separate brands. If they do, don't put them together because then you want to want them together.
2: Right. I think that's she's going to end up. She's going to end up back with them before you know it. That's my. That's my, Jeremy fifty five star opinion there. Okay. So and to,
0: and to tease this a little bit, I know fifty five's got the pipe bomb, and I'm much anticipating it. But I'm not necessarily a fan of Lana as a manager being faced out of that. Perhaps. I'm teasing my own pipe bomb for next week's episode. Well, we just we went overtime on that ding. You heard the ding, but we went overtime on that. But
1: that's a good point. So next up is Del Rio as the GFW Global Force Wrestling champion. Global Force Wrestling
2: to me is the equivalent of the Southpaw Regional Wrestling. They have, and if any of you guys are listening, I apologize. It's ridiculous. I've been watching slash not watching TNA since its inception. And Jeff Jarrett wanted to separate, prove he can make it on his own, so he created a brand that he was going to put on TV all over the country to compete with TNA and ROH and everybody who's not WWE. The problem is is he never got a TV deal. So now he's got his baby back. He's got TNA back. So instead of... Just dropping the Global Force Wrestling charade altogether, he's let their champions migrate over to TNA. And that's, to me, I'll just say it, that's the equivalent of the Universal Championship. Well, they are titles that that we never see, uh, using some people's logic at the table, we never seen them won. We don't even know how they got these belt. I mean, I could walk in next week with a Global Force Wrestling replica belt and I'm already a made man there. They'd never even know the difference because I don't even know who the heck Kongo Kong is or any of these other guys that are on there. Uh, Magnus, is, uh, Magnus was, he brought initially when they re-merged, uh, which they announced they were merging back together, Magnus was the one that brought the Global Force Wrestling Championship back uh, to or not back, but to TNA, okay. start on that. Uh, no, JK? You, you went too long, JK.
0: First off, I want to say that's fake news because he's not Alberto Del Rio, he's Alberto El Patron.
2: Yeah, you just got served, punk.
0: <laughs> and secondly, I guess I'm okay with him being champion because he makes them somewhat credible. I just want him to come back to Lucha Underground, damn it, because that's where he belongs. Or Triple A. I
1: just, I just think it's weird that, like Jeremy says, you have either be Impact or be Global Force. Don't be both. It's just stupid. So, anyways, uh, all right. Next up, um, we we uh, don't have much time left. It's will Kurt Angle have another match? Yes,
0: absolutely.
1: I think so too. Is it before or re- or or at WrestleMania? at WrestleMania? WrestleMania, no doubt.
0: I'll say Survivor Series. Survivor oh. Series.
1: I think I can see that leading into another match of WrestleMania.
0: Put him in a five-on-five five match.
1: Okay. I can see that. See that give him yeah. something
0: small right. to work with, and if he impresses, give him that WrestleMania match.
1: All right. Finally, our last rapid fire is, well, is Eva Marie done for good? She gone for good? Yeah. Right? She, yeah, she's done. Like so? We might see her on TNA. That's it.
0: All but a formality at this point.
1: She's still got another season of Total Divas left. So it's possible they could bring her back write her back in to the storyline. But you know, she is kind of doing movie things now, so I do I kinda of think she's done. But for some reason with that Total Divas, they like to hold those talent. That's why Paige is still there. They like to hold those talent the talent there. Has Summer um, Rae been released yet? No. No. No, so it's probably another because Summer But Summer Rae's injured.
2: Okay. Well, she
0: hasn't been on Total Divas for a hot minute. I mean, yeah. she
2: was on last week's episode, but not yeah. featured. She, they they showed her and Paige in the background a whole lot. She's life. not a
0: cast member, right? Right? Right, know, right, right? 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 But they but, still
2: tend to do that, like you said. They the even after they're ready to release them, they hold them until the, their
1: seasons are done, where they're being
2: featured in. So, yeah.
1: well, I mean that, and plus, I think it's. I mean, even Marie has been like the on since brand since the first since the first season, so it's right. kind of like. You know, but you know, it is what it is. Alright, that's our rapper, fire.
0: Let me stand next to your fire. Alright,
1: so that brings me to my number one terrible storyline. And once again, it kind of involves the same person. So let's um let's start with June of two thousand ten. We had these thing where different different general managers were running raw. Well then all of a sudden we had this anonymous raw general manager that pretty much ran raw for quite some time. Do loop and when that noise would can ha- Can I have your on,
0: attention please
1: that's actually not the word he would say when the, when the announcement was made when that no- and there was a there was a there was a podium there with a with a uh, computer, Michael Cove would get up and say um excuse me, excuse me, and then he would say um I just received an email
0: yeah. from the anonymous, anonymous Raw Ra- general, general manager. manager yeah and, and i, I quote. quote
1: and he'd stand up and he'd read and i quote And he read the lines and go – he was a spokesperson, acting spokesperson. So um, at the time that they started – this is one of those things that they – it's a good idea the time you write it. But the problem is you have no end. So you have this idea and you say, one day we'll get there. But I think that's lazy writing because you should have a plan to get there from the very beginning And then start this because this this anonymous general manager was a great idea and it was funny it had some great bits, great stuff, and everything. And there was even one time it was revealed that you thought Stone Cold was was a raw general manager, anonymous general manager, and it wasn't it. So anyway, so uh, July 2011, it phased out. So almost it lasted a little over a year. It kind of phased out, and you had Triple H and John Laurinaitis kind of take over as COO and. Uh, the general manager, all that stuff, so it kind of phased out. But then on the July 9th, two thousand twelve episode of Raw, which was the hundredth, or I'm sorry, the thousandth episode of Raw, um, you had a kind of different general managers showing up from the past to do stuff, and one of them happened to be the anonymous Raw general manager. Well, Michael Cole was in the ring at the time doing a match with the law with Lawler and all this stuff. Josh Matthews, the terrible commentator that is, Josh Matthews was actually run, doing Raw with Burker T. It's, it was a terrible commentating right there. He blocked me on Twitter. Um yeah. So he gets up and he becomes the spokesman when when the when the, when, the, when the announcement went off and he say, he talks about them going on. Well, that this time Santero, Santino Morella Easy for was, you to say. was doing an investigation of who this person was. Right. So when he said he he came out and said, "I've searched everywhere except one spot under the ring." So when he says that, he's like and then the Roger manager goes no, 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 It it's not no one under the ring. <laughs> it's not, and so it kept going back and forth with these little jokes. We'll come, come to find out. It little ends up jokes. Being, it ends up being. <laughs> that storyline came
0: up way short.
1: It ends up being revealed as Hornswoggle as the anonymous brawl general manager. And here's the funny thing about this, though, is that the reason why they went ahead and went with this to end, end it, this is lazy writing, but it was terrible. The reason why they went with this was the simple fact that they that it was a joke to the writers and to the to the to the staff to make to get them a good pop to make Hornswoggle the the anonymous Raw gentleman manager because they would remember when they made him the legitimate son and that it would make them oh they're doing that again with Hornswoggle and I'll get them to laugh and that was the only reason why they did they picked him but at the same time it was terrible they could have revealed to him a really cool really fun. Really had some great things with it, but instead they bury it and make it dumb with this raw with Hornswoggle as a raw general manager.
2: First off, um, I'm going to disagree with you on a couple things here, and and I know that's not that's common theme here on the, the Ringside Podcast Show. Uh, first off, Josh Matthews was a horrible announcer, and we all know the story about how he blocked me on Twitter because I called him out about a lie he told, and he instantly blocked your boy but he has if if you ever get bored or need to fall asleep turn on impact wrestling he is the saving grace of the show a phenomenal commentator right now he is doing his best work he's ever done and i know that's not saying much but hands off if you'll unblock me i'd appreciate it and if not i stand by everything i've said in the past second off and i alluded to this earlier we always want the WWE to have gutsy Ballsy writing Now I don't know if you remember this Because you didn't mention it And I wasn't going to steal your sunshine uh, But this this was initially written For a top star That was wrestling in TNA at the time When they wrote this storyline This was fully intended For Kevin Rubber Nash Rumor
1: and innuendo Ru- Factual
2: it it Rumor innuendo You're ruining the innuendo it was written for Kevin Nash. They were planning on signing him, and and Nash it admitted to this at some point that he was supposed to come over to WWE, but he ended up re-signing in TNA. What a ballsy! Let me let me at WWE write a storyline for Bobby Lashley right now to to be revealed as now he's the face of TNA right now. It was just it was it was forward thinking. It was a phenomenal plan. The only problem is is they couldn't catch the fish they had the net out for. Uh, but I applauded the, I applaud them from the, I don't think that was as horrible. I think that the ending of it was sucked majorly. but the fact that they it rumor and innuly had written this story for a guy that wasn't in their company in hopes to lure them to their company, I thought was a great idea and I thought it was ballsy. And I thought it was what we've always asked of them is to do something outside the box. This was outside the box, and I didn't hate it.
0: Okay, In my opinion, so you
2: know Mike
0: Adamly was a worse GM than okay, getting out
2: this and one. Let's not th- that names. And I'm also going to add that to our personal list. Uh, Mike Mike Adamly, great balls of fire. What was the other one?
0: Uh, you lost me there.
2: Th- that's on our list of banned words. Oh, House of Horrors. And would I'll you say to that we a have minute. a list yes. of ringside? Yes, we got a ringside podcast. Okay, well the here's list.
1: here's here's where I'm going to prove you wrong on that. Thing. I don't care because it was written for nobody. It was an idea, and they would get to somebody later. But see, when WWE signed That's Kevin Nash, they signed him to a part-time deal at the in the Hall of Fame in 2001, the beginning of 2001, when this angle was going on, and the idea was after it was already ongoing storyline. That, hey, maybe we can reveal Kevin Nash as it, but guess what? They didn't do it, and he never went back to TNA. He's been a WWE Hall of Fame Legends deal ever since 2011, so your story is wrong. That's why I said rumoring in you. Your story is wrong. I've got it right here where um, where he was signed back with them. And that was part, he signed a five-year contract. He wasn't signed with him at the time that we're,
2: when the storyline started. It says right here, they created the storyline in hopes of luring Kevin Nash to make a comeback to wrestling. However, by the time the storyline ended, he wasn't wrestling any longer. And what was not
1: signed, That's not true. Uh, that's rumor and innuendo. That's not true. Yours, so yours is true, but mine's not true. My, mine is true because that's what really happened. Your rumor and okay. innuendo is what Meltzer may have thought. Oh, is gonna happen. okay.
2: So Meltzer, the guy who knows everything, didn't know what he was No, nah, Meltzer's about.
1: wrong a lot of times. You're um, the Meltzer of this podcast, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, well, it's only, it would be, it, it, you know, your story would have five stars and be proof it was in the Tokyo Dome. All right. So <laughs> you're in the Tokyo Dome. All right, so let's uh uh well, before we get to our pipe Well, no, no, no. You know what? You know what? Let's go to our pipe bomb. See, you're, you're all you're all hot and over I'm here. Oh, I'm fired up. So, you know what? Why don't we go right now to the pipe bomb? Jeremy, take it away.
2: You want this? Come on.
1: Lay the pipe bomb on me, big guy. Come on. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: My pipe bomb is about the host of this show. No, I'm just kidding. I would, I would never do that uh on the air. Um we've allu- uh, we alluded to this uh earlier the House of Horrors match. This was an abomination on the name of wrestling and quite frankly should have never been done. This was a, this was a time that Let's all let's all go back about six to eight months when the Broken Brilliance put on two of the greatest cinematic uh entertainment segments uh, that we'd ever seen: Jeff versus Matt, and then the the uh, the 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 tag uh, the final war between them and uh, Decay. Just great story, great cinema, and then I think the next week. WWE tried to do uh, it was the new day versus the Wyatts and the you know the the car the yard with the cars in it and so they tried to redo it. This was this was even worse than that in my opinion. This was had, had this had this been, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of something PG. I, I, I'm not even going to go that route. This was quite frankly. The, we talked about the worst storylines earlier and maybe this one should have taken the proverbial cake because we've seen everything from, and it's not the first time we've seen Randy Orton fight in the house. We've seen him seen him fight in the house before um, and that wasn't good either. Uh, so maybe he should put this into his contract that he should not ever have to fight in the house again. Um I'm legit, like, pissed right now because it was so bad. It was worse than any Ricky Chevy match I've ever seen. It was worse than any uh, JK attempt at crude humor I've ever seen. It was worse than Daniel's shirt right now. um, It was... I'm sorry, I'm picking on it. I've I told you I'm mad when I'm mad, I say things I don't mean and some that I do. It, it was just bad. I mean, you got hit by a refrigerator for God's sake. Uh, you they went back they they started this match and correct me if I'm wrong, which I know you will slaps. Did they not start this match, then go to another match in the ring and then come back later and finish the match? So that that was just that lost my interest immediately when I knew I wasn't gonna find out the outcome. For a little while WWE I commend you times for thinking outside the box of having this episode I will also condemn you no pun intended um, for doing stupid stuff. this is almost this was as dumb as may, may young giving birth to a hand. actually that was more entertaining than this house of horrible match that went on. I'm gonna calm down. I I don't take blood pressure medicine. I'm gonna have to find some somewhere that was awful. Randy Orton, you are better than that. You're one of the greatest of our time. Next time, three simple words. Just say no.
1: Dive. Um, you know what headlock. <laughs> headlock. I um I um have to I can't you know what? i got to give you props, Jeremy. We're talking about worst storylines, and you made your pipe bomb to go right back to the rest of the show.
0: That's what I do. They call me Segway for a reason. That is what you would call in the business a callback.
1: A callback. Exactly. That's a callback. And uh, speaking of callbacks, how about we promote our um, call stuff, uh, our voicemail that you can reach us at um, and take a – you know, give us your thoughts of your of the um, terrible matches and storylines, or well, not matches, but worst storylines ever, and stuff like that, uh, or just other topics or opinions. You can call us at five zero two six nine four two three one zero. Leave us leave us a voicemail. Um, you know, something short and sweet, uh, and we might we might play them the show. But you can follow us uh, on social media everywhere on the Instagram, on the Facebook, and on the Twitter at. Ringside Podcast, and individually, I'm at Daniel Spencer at Jeremy underscore CSC
0: at Kruger Mania, Prover,
1: And you can listen to us on the web, um, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, also on Stitcher Radio, uh, Google Play uh, app, as well as uh, www.ringsidepodcast.com You can even email us at ringsidepodcast.gmail.com too, as well, if you want to just shoot an email and go that route. Um, So um in the meantime and in between time thanks for listening to the show and until next time you've been ringside see you next week Well they won't run no they won't run they like to no, scare they don't ready won't run they're some southern boys with the promise strength